We're very excited to continue our summer reading series. This is Coach Shauna, and I'm here with Coach Kelly. Hello. Here's uh, one of my favorite things to do in the summer is read, and we've talked about a few other career books. And so today we'll be talking about one that I think really sparked my interest in career-specific self-help books. Like I'm a fan of self-help books because I'm like continuous improvement for myself. And so today's book is called The Memo, and it's by an author named Amanda Hartz. And so the full title is The Memo, What Women of Color Need to Know to Secure a Seat at the Table. So I'll give you guys a little bit of background around how I found out about this book. I got an email and was invited to a leadership conference. I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And so one of the speakers at the conference was Minda. And she stood out to me because I feel like we had a shared experience. Her overview and her session was really helpful. The fact that there were things that she had experienced really made me want to go out and read her book. It just had to hear your perspective on her book and, and how that's changed your trajectory and perspective. So a few things that stuck out that, that resonated with me was she did spend some time explaining how the Lean In book, and me and you, Kelly, just recently talked about some of our takeaways from Sheryl Sandberg's book, how that book really was geared towards white women and the access and the opportunities that they have to lean in based on their definition, but how it's very different for a woman of color to make an effort to lean in because you're overcoming the microaggression hurdle, um, the why is your hair this way hurdle, the what, you know, she, she didn't smile when she came in. So she's, she's, you know, you're supporting the angry black woman hurdle because you're not a cheerleader every time you come to work, right? All the stereotypes and the biases, all those different challenges just to come and do your job. Minda talks about the challenges of having the energy to lean in after you've overcome all these other hurdles to just show up appropriately at work. It can be a lot, right? Because I think that over time, it becomes heavy. And I think it, it then creates this frustration and level of bitterness that I think sometimes happens over time and then further perpetuates that feeling of being invisible and just not valued. Absolutely. And then too, there's that being the only one, right? Like the weight of that and this unspoken expectation that you're the model minority. Like if you made it into this corporate space as a brown woman, that you you represent everything a successful brown woman should and could be doing, but that's not accurate. Yeah, it, it it creates this feeling that we're monolithic, meaning that there is only one version of us, which is impossible. But I feel like there's just a stereotype that we have as women of color that we are all wired the same way, and I I think that's one of the pushes that we're seeing with diversity, equity, inclusion in the corporate environment around authenticity and being authentic to yourself. But it's hard when there's this box that's created for us. And when we don't fit in that box, it's like folks don't know how to communicate to us, how to talk to us, how to interact with us. We're examples that if we do well, now everyone has to be molded like us. So I think it's, it's certainly opportunity there. So very interesting. Yeah, and she's got like relevant research throughout the book. She spent some time talking about 
something that is shared, like it's a shared from a mission perspective with Yes Girl, that and that, you know, there there may be women of color across various positions in an organization, but women of color in senior leadership roles is still drastically low. Yeah, across. there's only two CEOs that are, are women of color. Right. And And what I think we've seen more of, and this could just be my perception since COVID is, women stepping out on their own and becoming a CEO because they started their business themselves, Mm -hmm. right? Like if we didn't get the opportunity in the corporate world, women are going out and creating opportunities for themselves. And I say right on, sister. (laughs) Because you can can sit there and you can feel like you're stuck and be frustrated until you hit retirement or you can say, nope, I'm going to take my value and, and be of service to myself which is completely an answer to this. But it's also unfortunate because then you're seeing so many women of color leave. Um, It's it's very concerning when I think about the next generation of women of color um, that are entering the workforce and these same problems will likely be there because there's no one fighting for change. Well, I think that introduces a question, something that's going to come up as a theme in one of the other books, and um, I'll relate it to one of the, the, the concepts in Menda's book, is the whole idea of corporate America may not have been designed for people of color, right? Absolutely an, not. Right? So I think that that's a big part of, no, we won't feel a sense of belonging because it's not a structure that we were considered anyway when it was being created but the second aspect of that that is tied to Mendes' book is she she talks about how there's so many other ethnicities that are not white where people just are not given the recognition for example there could have been an influential black female in a leadership role but she she will be unknown to to the general public it's like they're invisible but we're benefiting from the contributions of those people and so when i think about it from the connection to Amanda's book is like those women are laying the foundation for more women of color to be in leadership, but women of color in the lower ranks may have no idea because those women aren't being publicized. I agree with that. I think it's, you know, it's you get into a point where you're not really seeing yourself represented. You're not hearing your challenges being brought forward and companies still look at diversity, equity, inclusion as how does it tie into savings or some type of revenue? When you think about women of color specifically, there are no real, if I look at a lot of the larger companies, there's no resource groups specifically for women of color. You either have a women group or you have a black leadership group, a Latina group or an Asian group. There is no intersection of the women and the mm-hmm. color piece in corporate America at all. And when you start having these conversations with, with leadership around that dynamic, the first thing that they say is, well, we have all those programs as a part of the women group. So there's no one really looking out for women of color. And so there's no focus. That's systemic. Um, and it's very systemic. And it's very, and it's, and, and when it's brought up, it's shut down, I think. Because the statistics doesn't support it. Diversity to some just means black or white, male or female. But in essentially, there is 36 dimensions of diversity. I do think that that's just a disservice in terms of these intersections where 
people are just getting lost and not being invited to the party. Exactly. Until there's more awareness on this demographic, I think these things will continue. Our silent heroes or our, our unrecognized heroes like Minda Hart will go largely unnoticed, but I do think that the more we can amplify these voices and allow folks to be heard and recognize that you're not the only one, you're not the only one seeing these challenges or feeling it or even trying to champion it, push past it. It's it's very hard. Um, and sometimes when you're passionate about it, it's a hard role because you'll end up sacrificing your career in order to really move the needle. Um, Absolutely. So it's definitely... It's the time is now, right? I, I I fully believe that the time is now of any time that we've ever had that I've experienced in the past 20 years where there is some level of listening <laughs> or right. hearing. We have I the don't mic. That, we have, I, don't, we have I don't, yeah, absolutely. We <laughs> have the mic, but I don't know that action is happening. So um, it's interesting to see like what the fallout would be. And of course, the caveat is it will take time. Absolutely. I think I think the last thing I want to call out is just in general, there's such a heavy emphasis on are you getting the right people in your corner? Are they speaking up for you? Like that is a must have for a woman of color because there's so many of the decision makers don't look like us. And Minda talks about the importance of networking and, you know, allies and champions and things. But there's also the expected behaviors of someone in corporate culture. It can't be evident to somebody that you're trying to build a relationship with them just because you want something from them. People are not drawn to that. No one's going to be committed to speaking up for you if it's clear that you're only in relationship with them for the transactional benefits of the influence that they have. You have to have a team of people that are on your side. It's not just about knowing everybody or them knowing you. It's about the really having a relationship with you and having that genuine connection, right? For them to rally for for you. Right. And them to sing your praise, right? That's the key. Like if they're, they're going to be out here campaigning for you. It's got to be based on authentic experience, right? Yeah. I think sometimes people like look at and they hear networking and think it's just a check the box exercise. And just for people who may not understand what check the box is, check the box is, okay, you told me to do this, so I'm do that. So I don't understand why I didn't get this, right? Like, it's not, you have to look at these nuggets of information that you get from self-help books, like Minda Hart's book here, that you may get from a podcast like ours, that you may get from coaching and doing some to level of career coaching, either within your company or just people that you know. You have to take that nugget of information and make it authentic to you. It's not an exercise where you just kind of go through it. No one's been successful by following a list. No one. That's true. It's not a list. It's not a science. It's an art. (laughs) Everything has to be tailored to you to be authentic. Else it's not you. It's men to do it. (laughs) Right? I'm glad that you enjoy the book. This book will probably resonate really well. I admired her ability to, to... to thread in Black culture to this very relevant career guidance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well done. Awesome. Awesome. So if you would like to read this book, The Memo by Menda Hearts, check out our description for a link to her book on Amazon. 
Also, we ask that you download and subscribe to our podcast. Thanks so much for joining us on Tell It By Tuesday. Until next time, we'll talk again.